In this episode, we'll be discussing Storyline Freeform Slide Hacks. Before we begin, let me tell you about our Storyline training courses at MasterStoryline.com. If you're brand new to Storyline or want to improve your skills, Master Storyline has video tutorials that'll teach you how to build real courses professionally, step by step. Use the discount code HACKS41, all one word, to get 10% off your first year. Hey Dave, what's going on? Not too much. Living the dream. Uh, how are you doing? I <laughs> live in the dream. Loving that. Well, fine. You know, busy, but doing fine. Good deal. Time for some follow-up. So, Dave, there has there have been some issues with previewing some slides. We we've seen some posts. You had experienced this. So, what's going on, and how can we solve this? Yeah. Well, and first, this has been going on since time began. Uh, basically, in storyline. You may be working on a project and everything's great. And of course, uh, the 11th hour, you're ready to, to publish your project and get it to the client, get it to your audience. And for some reason, the loading symbol just keeps spinning, you know, the loading icon of doom. And uh, or it could be, you know, I've seen it's just a big black screen or a big white screen. Whatever it is, your project's not loading and you need to fix this. And you, and you keep trying. It's like you, you can keep publishing and publishing and publishing. It, it, it doesn't help. And I've seen this happen in preview as well. Um, but basically, you need to resolve this loading issue. And sometimes what you can do, and this doesn't work as often for me, is you can take everything and copy it into a new storyline file yep. because there's some kind of uh, issue with probably an image or corruption or something under the hood in storyline, something you don't really have yeah, access yeah. to. And it's just when it's trying to publish, it's running into that and it's it's not continuing. So really what you need to do is you need to find that issue and resolve it. A lot of times it's images. So there's some issue with an image. You know, I, I've seen it too where it happens often where uh, let's say you upgrade like a storyline two to storyline three sixty or something, and just some leftover thing is acting goofy. But whatever it is, um, I just recommend. I, uh, you know, it really doesn't matter the size of your course. It just either takes a longer amount of time, or you could do this quickly. You have to kind of. Uh, what I do is I delete out slides until, and I keep previewing or I keep publishing wherever the problem occurs until I delete that one slide and all of a sudden it, it works again. And then I know that slide, something in that slide is causing an issue. Um, I should say too, before I do anything, I save a duplicate of my project so I don't delete a bunch of slides and then I, you know, yeah, do something else and suddenly I can't get my file back in order. Um, but once you know what slide is the problem, then you go into that slide and I would start with layers, just keep turning layers on and off. If you've got a ton of layers, turn off half of them, publish. Nope, still the problem. Okay, turn those back on and turn the other half off. Okay, now it works. Okay, now you know it's in that last half. And then keep turning those on and off. And then finally, you'll, you'll, it all works with one layer off. And you notice, oh, that's an image. Okay, so that image is probably having the problem. Then you can replace that image or delete it and re-import it. Um, same thing, it could happen with a trigger or a layer, something in a layer. Um, so once you can narrow it down, that's really the what takes the most time. Then you can just redo it or whatever it is, and that usually resolves the problem. Yeah. 
It might be just one object. To delete one square, you create a new one. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it could be a real simple. I mean, most of the time is usually finding the issue and then resolving. It's pretty quick. Correct. Yeah. Had similar things, you know. In a we had a project with twelve scenes. Each scene contained fifty files. Now go hunt. So yeah. But yeah. at the end, we found it because I because for from my experience, I didn't had had a lot of the spinner preview problems. But like the when you're in the the, the slide mode, and on the, on the left you have the slides in the scene. That window from the slides, uh, or window from the scene and the slides. That one ha- was white and had a, a red cross over it. You know, I, I'm sure you've seen that. Yeah, seen that. Yeah. Yeah, it's like your project's working. You get this big red X. <laughs> yes, and you're like, uh oh. So yeah. um, that one's not great. <laughs> but yeah. I think I think it, it, there was one object we had to delete it, create a new one, and that was it. Yeah. Well, and and to that point too, uh, or to what we're talking about, sometimes all you do is preview, and then at the very end you finally do a publish. I, I also recommend side note, uh, just publish from time to time. Uh, and see what everything's looking like because there can be little differences. And uh, also, uh, like we're talking about, there could be some little corruption that is uh, going to brick your storyline project uh, right when you need to publish it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the worst. That's the worst. But on to the fun things. We're going to talk about freeform hacks. Now, what exactly do we mean by that? We're not sure if everyone is using that term. That's just our our thing here. Uh, basically, you have the free form that you can use in Storyline to create a quiz. So you might create a free form for... Uh, just let me do one now. So if you go insert and convert to free form, you click that button, you can select, dra- select drag and drop, pick one, pick many, text entry, hotspot, shortcut key. And these are, you know, specific for each each category, whatever you want to do. And with our hacks, what we mean is you can use these, for example, pick one in a different way than you would normally do. So you don't exactly do as it's meant, but you use the functionality that this free war, free form has and use it to, to create whatever you want to create. And because it's tracked, you know, in the inside the quiz, in the storyline, it helps you with the scoring and everything else. So you can either use it because you want the scoring of your custom thing, or you just want to use some of the functionality so the whole thing, it's easier to develop. You, you need less triggers or just there's something special there. Would you say that's a fair summary? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, you know, there's a couple of features and benefits of using a freeform slide and sometimes you can leverage that even a tiny little bit of one of those to make you know some other thing you're doing uh, uh, you know be able to utilize that little extra that's in the freeform uh, slide yeah. yeah yeah exactly so we're gonna start with pick one so we we came up with three like different categories where you could use a pick one for your custom things, and the first one is uh, anything you're doing that's custom, like a totally custom interaction, and, and it doesn't have to do anything with picking one object. You can create so it's it's tracked, and for this you can use pick one. 
And you can do that by putting the object that you're tracking, like the one object that has to be picked from the, from the form. You put that one off the screen and have it there. And then you can do whatever you want on your main screen. And when you're ready for this interaction to be completed, you just select that object. You know, you have a trigger, select that object, and you submit the interaction. And at that point, you know, the interaction is completed. And, and basically you're done. Of course, you can also select the, the wrong object and, you, and, you, and you're tracking as their interaction as incomplete or wrong. Uh, but that's the basic hack you can use that. So there. So you use an object off the screen, you select it or not select it when you need it, uh, and then you submit the, the whole thing. I think that's the, the main thing for the pick one, right, Dave? That's right. Yeah. Uh, I use that quite a bit. I, you know, it's like, I'll build a whole interaction that's like custom triggers and everything. And then it's like, oh, wait, this has to, has to track. you know, yeah. I need to factor that into the final score, um, the final results slide. And it's like, how do I do that? So yeah, exactly. You can use uh, a pick one and, and throw it off screen. I'd say the one thing that I think people might forget to do is you may have to relink the, and I don't have it in front of me, uh, you know the submit interaction trigger? Yes, yes. You, you kind of gets it usually gets attached to the submit button. Yeah. But if you're if you're being kind of stealthy about it, uh, you may have to reassign that to some other uh, yeah. interaction that's yeah. occurring, so that you submit it without people knowing, so that it it can check against it and yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So that's I run into that sometimes, I'll, and I'll forget that myself. I'll you know I'll be like ah, it's still not working but that's uh the the last step of the process yeah and also if you want to track correct incorrect you need two objects it's not enough to have one object and right. then and then and then have it not be selected and submit because you will get the invalid uh pop-up window like invalid answer so you need to have one that's wrong and you select it if the interaction is wrong so if you want to track the wrong submission that's that that's when you need two objects yeah, and and, in, and you can also use the uh, correct incorrect layers that are created as well if if you want. I mean, they'll be created, and uh, if you want to factor that into whatever your custom uh, project is, uh, you can you can use that too. Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, we had one of one of the thing, things in our list was to complete an interaction without scoring, and that's actually what we mentioned already. So if you just want to have the the, the the interaction be completed, then just have one object and just make it uh, selected and submit the interaction when when the interaction is completed. You don't need to, you don't need the incorrect part. You just want it to be checked. Uh, so that's when you can use it. And another example would be, this is something I use often. Often client has a slide that, that's basically a text ent- that, that has a text entry field and user has to type something. But we don't really check for correct answers. The idea is more that they have a think about a project and they have some ideas and they type it down. So that's like a, just a short exercise there. And in that case, I use the pick one because I want this to be scored, to be submitted, but we just want them to fill a text with something. So I just track if the variable of the text entry field has been changed. At that point, I select my dummy object off the screen and when they click submit you submit the interaction and you show the correct layer so in in this case it's always correct they just have to type something otherwise we just pop up the invalid answer uh thing that's a great example 
I agree. I use it often, like I said. <laughs> okay, the next one is is a nice little trick you can use. Uh, that's something I use often. We decided to include it here. Is you can use the pick many freeform hack for basically if you have many, if you have more than one question on the slide that is true or false. For example, it could be something else. But you have if you have three questions that are true or false, or maybe you have a like a column true false, and then five sentences, uh, you can select a pick many uh, so freeform. And then what you do because they can select many objects because it's pick many, you do button sets for each each sentence for so for each true false pair, you create a button set. So maybe if you have five sentences, that means you have five button sets for each true it's it's for each true false. Uh, so you do button sets. So user has to select. You they can either select uh, correct or so true or false for each sentence, and you know nothing overlaps. They cannot select more than they should, and then you just submit. And in the back end, you just have listed all the true and false objects. Uh, or radio buttons, and you just check which ones are correct, and that's it. And you you can have true-false answers, uh, many true-false answers on one slide, and you track them easily. I, I, I love this one, yeah. I mean, I've done this a number of times where it's, yeah, just I want to kind of rapid-fire a bunch of questions on screen at once, and I just a bunch of true and false options on the side. And, yeah, I mean, you could use like 30 triggers to... Oh man! Get that to function, or yeah. you could just use a pick many and act like it's one big question. Setting all those conditions up, you know, by hand would be a pain. So, freeform helps with this a lot. I concur. Okay, Dave. So, what's the next one? The next one is using the drag and drop shuffle uh, to take, a, you know, whatever you have on screen and shuffle it all around. You might have a game, you might have uh, you know, some kind of cards or something that's on screen that are just yeah. in the order, of course, that you put them, and you want to mix and match them. You want to mix them all up on screen. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can use a drag-and-drop freeform. Yeah, or pick one. Or, or pick one, and you can set it to shuffle, and, of course, select all the objects... And uh, you, would you have to put a big uh, like hotspot over it, yeah. right? Yeah, because if it's if you do this, they become drag and droppable. So you'd have to put a something over it so you can't select them. Yeah. But now you can set them to shuffle, and every time you you know show your screen again or preview or publish, it will shuffle all those up. Um, so it's a nice little hack if you're uh, trying to make your screen look a little bit more interesting. And although, I don't know, uh, I'll, we'll put it in the show notes, I developed this Disable the Bomb game for, like for, for, for kids, for, for math, for learning how to calculate. And I, although I had drag and drop there, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's part, it's of course, I used the free form, I had the drag and drop, so they had to drag the answer. I still use the shuffle, you know, and it was all one slide, and every time you reloaded the slide... The, the, that those three objects were shuffled, you know, every time it was a different calculation and everything. So, again, I mean, it wasn't like a true freeform hack as I used all the basic things, but still it helped me a lot so I could randomize the answers and 
you know, people couldn't just learn what the answers were. So they were, they were shuffled every time. Yeah, it's a good example. Yeah, and also to expand on, on, on this topic here, if you're using drag and drop, maybe you start developing like a custom interactions and then things are just too complicated, you can always upgrade that drag and drop by, by using a free form. You know, you convert it to a free form, you can still use a bunch of custom triggers and ju- you just use the mechanics of the drag and drop free form for the objects, you know, maybe just to snap back to original position, which you can't do. Sorry about the dog, which you can't do uh, if you do everything by custom triggers. Right. Do you have, you don't have a dog, do you? No, it's my mother's dog. She's, she's here. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was going to say. It's <laughs> like, you didn't tell me about the dog. Um, yeah, but do you agree about the, up, um, the, the drag and drop, right? <laughs> I agree about the drag and drop. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, so basically, even if you have a totally custom drag and drop, you can still use the free form for the, for the main mechanics, just for the mechanics. Uh, you may not need the drag and drop whatsoever. It's some other element of it that's valuable. Exactly, yeah, yeah. And that sort of wraps it up, right? I think we, we went through quite fast, uh, but trying to wrap it up, I think pick one is really valu- valuable because whatever custom you want to do, and if it needs to be tracked, that's that's the pick one. That's that's like a go-to for everything, for, at least in my book. Yeah, I agree. I, I'd actually love for them to come out with a you know, something that's a little bit more, uh, elegant, elegant about, you know, being able to tell a slide that it's, uh, it is scored with a certain percentage score that factors into the uh, results. Um, Mm -hmm. but uh, for right now, this uh, usually works pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I mean, it's, uh, although it's not elegant, you can still achieve all the like custom uh, customizability that you would need i think mm-hmm. right i think it's time to wrap up dave thank you very much for this lovely show um take care man and i'll talk to you in the next episode yeah take care everyone and happy learning <laughs>